Today's episode of the Once and Future Nerd is brought to you by Plus One Balms. Made from the finest natural ingredients and inspired by the traditional RPG stats, Plus One Balms are everything you need to level up your beard or boost your skin's armor class after you shave. I personally have the Plus One of Strength Balm, and I use it as a beard balm and an aftershave. Um, it smells great, it makes my beard feel soft and clean, and it leaves my skin feeling smooth. I really, really like this stuff, and I think you will too if you try it. So head to plusonebalms.com slash T-O-A-F-N and enter code T-O-A-F-N at checkout. You'll get 10% off your whole order and help support our show. Again, that's plusonebalms.com slash T-O-A-F-N, discount code T-O-A-F-N. Also, The Once in Future Nerd is brought to you this week and, of course, every week by our patrons on Patreon. You can go to patreon.com slash onceinfuturenerd to become a patron and get lots of cool rewards, including hearing every episode ad-free. Um, another one of those rewards is stickers that $5 and up patrons are going to start getting at the end of this chapter. If you are a $5 or more patron and you're hearing this, please double check that you've entered your shipping address on Patreon. Um, we've got a lot of people's addresses, but we're also missing a lot. Uh, if we don't have your address by the time we're ready to ship stickers, we will send you a message, but do yourself a favor now and double check. Okay, that's all I got today and enjoy the show. Once and Future Nerd Book 2 Myth Made Flesh Chapter 5 An Impregnable Missive Part 3 by Zach Glass, Shannon Harris and Christian T. Kelly Madeira When last we parted Nia had just read a note from her parents ostensibly requesting her whereabouts. Here's your medicine, by the way. Nia? I'm sorry? The medicine. Medicine? For your friend's arm. Oh, yes, of course. Thank you. Again, not to pry, but I do hope all is well with your parents. Oh, you know, my mother and her dramatics... Looks like she roped my father in as well this time. Nia paced back and forth, ruminating over the note, while trying to maintain the cool ruse. Nia, what's going on? Oh, nothing. Nothing serious. Fra Johansson followed Nia's lead in pretending not to be as alarmed as he felt he should be. I take it it's been a while since they saw you last? That's it, yes. Or heard. She wandered around the room to avoid eye contact. Well, such things happen. They'll be relieved to know that you're safe here. You can sit at my desk to write your response if you want. I can send it for you afterward, not that you couldn't do it yourself. I'd appreciate that. And your medicine. Yes, thank you. I'll leave you some privacy. But it took Nia a few moments of nervous fidgeting to decide her course. (sighs) Frederick? All done? Are you still in touch with your friend Romulo? Why, yes. We write each other letters every few months. Why do you ask? 
Does he still have his post up north, in Mooncrest lands? Yes. And is he trustworthy? You know, I claim no right to know your business, but I do claim a right to not be treated like a fool. And even a fool could see all is not right with you. Very well. You are a smart man, and I am a poor liar, so I will say this. I do believe there is some trouble at home, and I do believe you can help. Well, just tell me what I can but do. But I need you to believe me that I know what I am doing, that I know exactly what help I need, and that the less you know about this, the better it is for everyone. Does this have anything to do with the elves? I've seen them all around asking... Frederick, can you believe me or not? Yes, Nia, of course I can believe you. It's just that you put me in a very awkward position. I know, and I'm sorry for that. I would not ask it if I had better options at hand. Can I at least ask what I must do before I promise it? I need you to take this letter and send it in a sealed package to Romulo. Ask him to send my letter back to my parents in Seahold, addressed from up where he is. And I also need your word that neither of you will break the seal and read it. I don't know, Nia. If something were to happen, I would feel responsible. No! You will have done a friend a great kindness, exactly as she asked. The consequences are my responsibility. That's not what the scripture says about responsibility. And what does the scripture say about kindness and charity asking questions? I've never had a reason to doubt you before. Frederick peered into her eyes, searching for reassurance that this instance was no exception, that this unusual request was, indeed, justified and necessary for reasons that she could not disclose at that time. Despite lingering consternation, he conceded. So be it. I will send the letter to Romulo with your instructions. You have my word not to break the seal, and I will implore him to do the same. Thank you, Frederick. Truly. But at the right time, you have to explain. I will, as soon as I can. You have my word on that. Very well. You may receive a response through Manustri. I would know that response. Can you tell me where you're staying? I'm afraid not. Do you remember the green down by Miller's Point with the, the big... The big silver birch, <laughs> yes, of course. If you hear anything, leave a ribbon on that tree. Then I'll come back here. I must be going now. Do take care of yourself, Nia. And you as well. Nia hugged Frederick and he responded in kind. Their eyes locked as they unfastened from one another, and she kissed him on the cheek. It really was nice to see you. I'm sorry I got cross. Don't mention it. While Nia was rekindling old friendships, the Pennsylvanians were settling into the next public house that Regan had moved them to. Okay, I think we're clear. But with Regan gone to retrieve Nia from her sortie, they took the opportunity to discuss the map which Nia had left for them. So, 30 minutes to the college gates, once we're inside, another 10 to the library. So say an hour and... Billy, do you need to sing right now? We're trying to be sneaky here. 
sorry. No, no, actually, it makes it sound more badass, like we're doing a heist. It's not really a heist. It's a library. The books are technically free. This is a caper at best. Ill, you mean like that gross salty pee thing? Whatever it is, can Billy sing? It actually makes me feel cool. Fine. Right on, dude. I got you. Just, you'll be quieter when we actually do this, right? <laughs> so, say an hour and a half for travel, just to be safe. Which means even if we find what we need in half an hour, unlikely, Mia said, we'll still need two hours when we know Regan will be away. Ideally more. That's why I've been keeping track of her meetings, or doing my best with hourglasses and sundials and pre-industrial clocks. She's had ten meetings. The shortest was 45 minutes, the longest was two and a half hours. The median is somewhere around an hour 45. But definitely the best predictor of the longer meetings is if Regan told me she went way back with someone. If they fucked, if they fucked. Well, maybe. I definitely got that vibe on the longest of the meetings. So next time she leaves for a meeting, we'll see how much she's willing to tell us. Probably far too much. Let's go over the plan again. Mia had proceeded as promptly as possible to the meeting spot Regan had given her. As instructed, she'd purchased some garbage from a vendor so she'd have a plausible reason to sit still for a while. She'd also been instructed to eat slowly. But between the news she'd just received and keeping her head on a swivel for elvish patrols, the queasy feeling in her guts made slow eating quite natural. And so she nearly jumped out of her seat when a small but powerful hand grabbed her arm from behind. Come on, sweetheart. Let's go home. It was early next morning when Nia heard a very quiet knock on her door. In fact, had she been sleeping deeply, she might not have heard it at all. But as it happened, her night had been most restless. Yes? Hey, Jen. Good morning. Is everything all right? Yeah, um, we're pretty sure Regan's going to be gone for a little bit, so if you got anything to take care of outside? I appreciate it. And what of Sir Brennan? We're going to lock our door from the inside and go out the window. If he asks, say we wanted to sleep in. You know I'm loath to lie to him. Yeah. Uh, I guess try and be gone before he gets up. Be safe. Always. Regan is confirmed taking a bath. So when she leaves, this is our best shot to grab those books. You ready to learn something, I guess? A few minutes later, when Regan did leave, the heist was... Caper. Caper was on? That doesn't scan right. Whatever. The shit popped off. Nia gave us two books to look for. The first was a gimme. You remember the name of the book, babe? An introductory treaty on the... Treatise. Right. Treatise on the loss of home by Elric of Summerhold. In the public section. Just ask the archivist. That's going to be the librarian-looking lady. Probably. They should be easy to find, and you remember about the bibliography. 
Elric's bloated, self-aggrandizing prose is nigh unreadable, but his citations are impeccable. Would that you had time to comb the library for each of his sources, but under the circumstances... Grab the first entry for each chapter. Exactly, and don't forget the reference book. I won't. But the second book? That was the trick. On the Totemic Traditions of Primitive Jordan, by... Um, is that... Fuladik the Elder. <laughs> Good one, Nia. Wait, that's really his name? Currently in the private collection of Professor Blue Lobal. Oh, come on! So anyone can read it, but they can't leave with it. And we needed to leave with it. Fortunately, Billy had a plan to get us started. And I gotta say, it wasn't bad. Sorry, I was I was I was in the zone. Hey. Good afternoon. My uh patron sent me here to find a treat. An introductory treatise on the loss of home by Elric of Summerhold. Could you show me where to find it? Oh, why yes, right this way. We've just had a new edition come in with an expanded bibliography. Here we are. Sweet, thanks. Is there anything else? Yeah, maybe actually. Uh, where can I find this one? Ah, yes. Well, you see, the title is On the Early History of Elven Shipmaking. So it would be in the history section. Cool, cool, cool. So, like, where in the history section? Within each section, they're organized by author. Right, yeah, no, totally. So that would be... Do you see? Right next to the title, where it says Snorley the Lesser. Word, 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 gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Is there anything else I could So is, is that going to be under Snorley or the Lesser? Let me just show you. It's right here. Sick, sick. Will that be all, sir? Um, do you have Elven agriculture prior to the first concordat? It says the author's name is Var. Various. Boss name. Is that Varius the Elder or the Lesser? Or, or was there just the one? Hilda. Hilda. Yes? What's wrong? It's time for my break. Can you help this young man? Planning a big score means knowing the strengths of your team. And this plan really plagued the Billy strings. Right, like being an undue burden on the women around me. So do you have like a cart or something? I need a lot of books. So while a library administrative staff was otherwise occupied or forced into the break room in desperation, Jin and I went after the tougher prize. At the entrance to the wing containing the private collections, there is usually a doctoral candidate being paid a pittance by the college. So a grad student on work study, I got it. So was the art department garbage any good? 
We saw the kid at the desk take the bait immediately. I mean, it's whatever, but you know, free food, am I right? Hey, um, uh, I have to leave. If you go in there, can you just sign this book? Thank you kindly. Score. What? Nothing. But the next part would be something else. We got lucky twice. First, the shadows of the two elf guards tipped us off to them before we rounded the corner. And second, I spotted the window at the other end of the hall. When we ducked behind the big bookshelf, I could tell Jen had an idea. The next part, man, I, I never got tired of seeing her do this stuff. Go check on that, will you? When he came around the corner, I just gave it one more little push. Blast it all! Can you help? That damn scroll! And just like that, we were in. But we still needed to find the book, and we knew we didn't have much time. Fortunately, they're all in order. Talismans of Dominion and their origins, in the time of chieftains, on the totemic traditions of primitive Yordan. I. This is it! That's great, grab it. Wait, 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 we should, we should check for traps. Do you know how to do that? I do not. Fuck, Fuck it. it. Hey, what's that? You mean the pedestal behind the glass? Looks janky, but it was probably worth something once. Probably worth something. Definitely hella trapped. Bringing in some green could buy us a lot of goodwill with Regan. That went pretty well, actually. Yeah, I can't believe the Indiana Jones thing worked in real life. You keep looking over your shoulder. Is someone following us? No, I, I just keep waiting for the boulder. And thus did the three Pennsylvanians walk straight out of the gates of the College of Armstrong Guard, carting a dozen common books, one rare book, and one exceedingly tarnished bronze statue. Now, as the Pennsylvanians were carrying out this vaguely illicit venture that was somewhere between a caper and a heist, depending on whom you asked, Nia was venturing an excursion of her own. On Jen's advice, she had used Regan's absence to make for the public square upon which she and Frederick had agreed, and she stopped in her tracks when she saw the ribbon tied around the limb of a venerable birch tree. She looked up at the sun, hoping to estimate how long she'd been gone. And then, realizing that she could not do otherwise whatever the time, she hurried off in the direction of Friar Fredericks. Oh, did you get the reference book? Yeah, uh, sorta. Okay. I got an encyclopedia. Well, that could work. Can I see? Dweezil's encyclopedia of Oddities, maladies, and plagues. It was the only encyclopedia I could find. Okay, it was the first encyclopedia I found, and I wanted to look at the pictures. Billy. But check the page I marked. Gross. Yeah, it's pretty gnarly. But look. No way. It says this drawing of some guy's giant pustule is to scale. And there's a ruler on the side of the page. Yeah, and look here. Where? 
Oh, it compares the density of this tumor to water and lead. Yeah, I didn't remember exactly how to do density, but I think it has something to do with weight. No, th this is perfect. This is exactly what I need to make sense of their units of measurement. You did great, honey. Thanks. That thing you said about being a burden, it's not true. It is a little bit. You did great today. We couldn't have done that without you. And I love you. Check out the last page. Okay. Oh, um, oh. <laughs> what am I looking for? Nothing. It's just a dude with huge balls. I thought it was funny. Okay. We are going to talk about how you think about illness and difference. But still, progress is progress. And we are going to talk about whose ears don't work and who's about to have no balls. Oh, shit. Inside. Now. Once and Future Nerd is directed by Christian T. Kelly Madeira. It is created and executive produced by Zach Glass and Christian T. Kelly Madeira and co-executive produced by Jess Kelly Madeira. Alex Story and Ryan Cushman are associate producers. It is performed by Rhiannon Angel, Garrett Arman, Dan Dobransky, Anya Gibeon, Ian Hawkins, Shannon Harris, Paul Notice, Juliet Prather, Frank Quares, Julie Reed, Gregory M. Schultz. Production audio recording by Jared Paul. Editing by Brielle Achterhoff. Sound design and post-production mixing by Matthew Boudreaux. Tom Lee is our musical director and lead composer, with additional scoring by Chris Montalbo. For more, visit onceinfuturenerd.com or find us on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, or Reddit. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying the Once in Future Nerd, you might enjoy this show from our friends. Are you looking for a D&D podcast that'll make you laugh? How about one that'll make you cry? Sweat profusely with stress and anxiety because of a flippin' mule? Taking Initiative is a Dungeons & Dragons 5e actual play podcast with an audio drama feel. These episodes are scored, character-driven, and filled with utter bullshit. Mostly because of Nick, let's be honest. Featuring special guests, the Venture Maidens, D&D is for Nerds, and more. Plus, we're in Wizards of the Coast podcast of series. Welcome, everyone. It's your pal, Ray Ray. That was an interesting time you had, Nick. I pat the horse on the rump. Thank you, great-grandfather. <laughs> <laughs> he just said his hopes and dreams. He didn't cast a spell. You gotta get down deep and lift from the knees. So that's the only big organ he has. <laughs> Damn. Taking Initiative. Look us up on Twitter at TI underscore pod and on our website, takinginitiativepodcast.com.